Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Amen. Well, I want to welcome Richard Tucker. Praise God. Hallelujah. A long history, but thank you, Lord, for bringing him. I appreciate you, Pastor Tom. Very kind. Um, yeah, so uh, just a couple things that I wanted to start with. Um, first is prayer. So, Lord, in the, in the name of Jesus, I plead your blood over me. I plead your blood over everyone in this room, in this, under this uh, wonderful tent, open-air tent, all those watching, listening online. Father, I just ask that everyone hears what you want them to hear and sees what you want them to see. God, if there's anything out of my mouth that's just for me, let it just fall to the ground and have no impact. God, we're asking for, for you to impact your people this day. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So this, this came about um, about uh, maybe a week and a half ago. Um, ish. Uh, Pastor Tom, we were in staff meeting and said, hey, so uh, let's see, who, who's sharing on the, what's today, the 24th? And people kind of looked around the room, and, and I'm not going to say exactly how it went down, but um, a couple of our precious uh, ladies um, said, uh, Richard. And like, and she was standing, you know, this, this one was sitting, you know, right next to me, and, and um, I think that was, that was a sneak attack from the Lord. I've, I've shared at, you know, various um, um, uh, venues in terms of like small groups or, you know, or teachings or, um, you know, uh, um, kind of um, uh, counseling environments and, you know, a lot of these more, what I'll call more casual environments. Um, but so this is actually, I'm 51. This is my first opportunity to basically be up in front of a body of, of Christ, you know. So, so thank you, Pastor Tom. And bless you. <laughs> so one thing um, I, that I want to do, we're going to maybe do a few things a little, little different today, but there, there, there has been a melody from heaven that I think was Jamie and Sarah, possibly about five, six days ago. You know, the Lord does this all the time, you know, but different ones hit us differently. And this is just, I, I haven't been able to get this out of my head in a good way. And Mark, you might have even been up here too. But um, I, I remember Jamie just proclaiming what the Lord gave her in a, a time of worship here under the tent. We'll wait for you. We're not in a hurry. We'll wait for you. We're not in a hurry. And so I, I don't want to be in a hurry today. Trust me, we're going, we're going to be good on time. But we're, we're going to wait on him and not be in a hurry. So one thing I wanted to do, I asked Jackson, one of my sons, singer, guitar player, and so many other things, like Karen even just shared today. And surely, I mean, what a journey this week. And yet it was this week and not month or year. And it's got, things are going to be up and down in our lives. But there was a quick, I got to go to worship. And that's the right question. Well, it's, it's a statement. But again, it's a, it's a question in terms of it's an it's a entry dialogue point with the Lord. 
You know, Jesus questions, I don't know if you guys really have thought about this, but questions are all throughout the Bible. Well, now, we might not think about this, and, you know, Jesus, I, I heard this in an internship I was at several years back, that Jesus answered over 80% of his questions with questions. And we know he spoke in parables. But he answered questions with questions. Now, God never does something by accident. So there's something we're to get from this. I use this with my kids, not just because I heard it in an internship a couple years ago, but I, my, my kids are asking me questions, and, I'll, and even other folks, and I'll say, well, let me ask you a question. And I'm not trying to play a game or, or dodge the question, but I'm trying to say, could there be something deeper? You're asking a question more up on the surface, but we got to go deeper. And that's really what Jesus has modeled in the Word is coming back with, I'm going to engage your mind. I'm not just going to give you a yes-no. We're going to look at a different situation where the yes-no could have come up. Um, so, you know, the average four-year-old, so, Laura, I was, think, I was thinking about you this, this week when I was preparing, and various of you, but the average four-year-old, you ready for this? Asks four, this was from a study, you know, I mean, obviously the numbers to, Change the pen, but who's, who's doing the study? 437 questions one day. Amen? So there's moms and, and even dads, and, you know, but I just, I was really actually just saying, Lord, thank you for the stay at home. And I know, it, I even don't like saying this because they're not staying at home, they're all over the planet, but, but the stay with the kids parent. I mean, for, in our family, it's been my, my wife. But woman or man, 437 questions from a four-year-old. Well, what if you got a four-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a two-year-old? And two more. Question, question. I'm just trying to have my quiet time, Lord. I got all these questions. But think about this. 437 questions from a four-year-old in one day. And we're to approach him like a child. Well, if we're to approach him like a child, we should be asking questions. But to ask the right questions, he'll hear all of our questions, but to ask the right questions, we got to be connecting with him to get closer to the right ones, not to pass uh, the course, but to, to you know, the, the closer we are in those places, we're, we're going to get there with them quicker. Karen needed a quick one this week, and I'm not going to use it the whole time, sorry. But, but you know, um, you know we, we need quick ones. And sometimes the Lord's in the longer dialogue, but a lot of times these longer dialogues that have questions that are going all over the place, if we center back in the word and worship, I'm talking to myself here, we're going to get there that much quicker with the Lord. And we only have, a, he knows the number of our days, so I want to try to ask him the best questions I can, not to pass a grade. I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, master classes. So there's master classes like a master class in karate or, you know, singing or, you know, I don't know, farming or, yeah. I mean, there's just all kinds, they're all over the internet. I, don't, I can't even really say them because I don't really know what they are, but all my other family members probably do. So, um, well, we're all in the thing about this. So let me ask you a question. Is anybody not in a master class right now? Put all your hands down. We're all in the master class. 
with the master. And the master shares with his children because we're his friends. And yet when he shares, he wants us to be, we're telling him stuff. Lord, this prayer request or this, or I'd like this, or help me with that. Or, but he also wants questions because his knowledge is infinite and mine's very not infinite as my family will agree. So, you know, guys, I, there was a, a pastor swap in Franklin, Tennessee, our uh, wonderful church. We only ended up being there for a year because then the Lord called us to, to the Midwest, Kansas City. But Grace Chapel, wonderful church, preaching and worship. And so we did, but we did a pastor swap. And we were about a couple months from leaving. And the Lord, has, this has just really resonated with me. So our pastor goes, we were, we were more out in the suburbs and kind of out in the hills. Uh, there's a lot of hills in Tennessee. And our pastor goes to the inner city. And the, the, their pastor came out to us. Now, they were, we were sister. I mean, this was a church that we, our church had planted in the inner city. So Pastor Swap, well, this guy, pastor, about 6'8", oh. about 290, 300. I could just look at him and tell because I played tons and tons of sports. Ex-NFL lineman, Baltimore Ravens. And I just say that to say that he, there was a bellowing when he talked, you know, like, like, like an opera singer. Uh, but he said, within a few minutes, he introduced himself. He said, let me ask y'all a question. Does God want us to ask him questions or does God want us to question him? What, what is this? Now, the Holy Spirit was just becoming, was just allowing me to fellowship with the Holy Spirit in a new way at this time. I never heard something like that. I mean, I'm an engineer by training, but, and so in about one second in my head, I thought, I hope he says that again. You, I don't know if you guys know, you know, like when a pastor says, I hope he goes over that one more time, because I, I couldn't, couldn't get, and he says, let me say this one more time. Again, I'm talking, this guy, this was a big dude. He said, um, and again, I'm saying this because I, the Lord did it, I think, for me. The power of his coming out of his mouth. We are allowed to ask God questions, but we're not allowed to question God. It's so easy to, be, it's so easy to question God, and we don't even know it. I, I do this off and on. It's, it's so easy. That's why our heart posture has to be so bathed in the word and worship and fellowship. So I actually, uh, I want to bring this up. So I, I had a, we had a little situation this week. Gil, I'm, I'm going to bring, I'm going to say this, okay. Which is, act, which is actually what caused me to jump down onto the thing here. So some of you guys might, who might not know me think, wait a second. He's giving the message, and he's down here asking for prayer. Yeah. Uh, because this, and which, that's not uncommon. So uh, this happens regularly. But so I come home one night, been serving the Lord, you know, during the day. And I come home. And what am I doing? I walk in the bedroom, and Gillian's asleep. This was late, later in the night. I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff here, preparing for my message. I, I was doing good, you know. And I walk in the room, and the window's open. Oh, boy. Well, if the AC's on and the window's open, the AC 
going to fly out the window. And that means my dollars are going into the toilet. Because I see that, uh, that uh, Duke Energy power bill. And it's been a little high the last couple months, Pastor Tom. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? So what do I do? Gillian is kind of asleep. I'm hoping she's asleep, but she might not hear what I'm going to say, but I don't know what I was. Because I, I was in the flesh at that moment. And we had a, and I said, we can't do the AC. We've talked about this for years. We keep it at this temperature, 74 point dip up. And this and that, and I know when the fall hits, you, we, we've talked, you've got to close the window, or we turn, okay, well, if, if we're going to keep the windows open, then I'm going to turn the AC off. No, you, you can't do that yet. I'm just falling asleep. I know, that's the whole point, but, but we're going to fall asleep, and that's the whole point. Then we're going to lay there for six, seven, eight hours, and the AC, you're going to, and do, dollar bill, and it comes to my email. Yeah. Come on, Richard, preach it. And so, <laughs> fortunately, we've had this conversation a few times over almost 30 years of marriage. <sighs> and I know my wife is so into our, the finances the Lord gives this family, our family. It's his anyway. <laughs> I know all this, that, and the other. And I went, and guess what? So, so I go back the next day, repent. I'm, I'm actually, I'd already done that. That was a couple, three days ago. But I, the Lord kind of nudged me off. Let's just, Pastor Tom's up here. He's my pastor. So let's just get up there and, and you know, step on the line again. And, and uh, but, and so I'm linking this together here. And this week, a little bit preparing. Now, isn't this so like the enemy? <laughs> Richard, and I, so I don't even want to speak out the things, but there, there's some places he was trying to get me to agree with from the past, even stuttering. And I don't even think about, I, I don't even think about that since when I was 11, 12. I went to a counselor, uh, like a speech counselor, a couple of years helped me. I know the Lord healed me, really. But, you know, I, so I learned, I took deep breaths. I would always, which before which letters, I got to. Take, I got to, and then if it's scripture, I don't want to change scripture, but um, I'm, I'm, I was changing all kinds of other words because I didn't want to say T's and S's and some of these things, but I, you can't do that. I'm not changing scripture. So it was so hard reading the Bible. So hard. So anyway, uh, okay, I got a little, I got back to that. So, so but, but basically, I found myself a couple times this week not able to ask the best questions of the Father. And so, obviously, he said, obviously, Richard, that's why you said that to your wife. So I'm spending time with him, but there's another level, reading and doing other things, but I wasn't asking him the right questions. And I even was asking, Father, why should the message be, are you asking God the right questions? <laughs> I asked him that earlier this week, and then this happens. So, one more thing with, with, with my precious wife. Almost 30 years of marriage, 30, 33 since dating. And, yeah, you've heard the expression, there's a, there's a better, there's a woman, uh, you know, behind a good man, there's a good woman. Well, behind a good man in our marriage, there's a better woman, without a shadow of a doubt. So, 
I'm the people extrovert person. I like to kind of float around and just, you know, but Gillian, she, she locked in, especially on the word. And the last week or two, again, just this last week or two, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to interrupt her. And sometimes it's great living right next to the church. Sometimes it's terrible living right next to the church because a lot of you guys have to drive some distance. And I just, one minute and I'm back, you know. Well, guess what that means for Gillian? Here comes Richard. I got a quick question. I, I got to ask a question. I, did you get the email? Did you talk about the thing from the school? Hey, did you pick up Brooke? Did you, you know, and that's just my go-to. And she's having her quiet time. Well, the Lord, again, this thing with questions, he was really, really hitting me with this whole place of ask me good questions. When we were dating, uh, he, he, it, was, it was very, we were, we were uh, 19, started dating. Uh, like late, late that 19th year, I knew Gillian was, was there. I wasn't maybe 100%, but I, I knew she was pretty the bomb.com, you know. And, um, but I just hadn't quite gotten there. And uh, so I was, I was going to school in Atlanta. She was still in Maryland. It's three years we, we did this. And, um, but the Lord said, and I've heard some of you guys uh, say this. I'm sure you guys too, but just, uh, you know, I'm close to a couple of guys. And, and say, yeah, the Lord, I asked the Lord for this and this and this, you know. And I didn't really think I had that situation until this week. I was, pre- pre- I was preparing for the message, and I said, yeah, Lord, that's right. You asked me what questions do you have? And I, I asked him two questions. So I, I, I just got to deviate here for a second. But I, I, I said, I would like a woman who loves you more than me and who knows and yearns and spends time in the word, which basically means it's kind of the same as number one, but, and at sacrifice even sometimes of me and my time, because I know I'm a big extrovert. So I asked him that and he gave it to me. So why am I struggling that I want to talk about an email or a dollar bill or a, you know, these little details and she's having a quiet time and I can't just go see and then pull back. So be, be careful. Sometimes you're going to ask the Lord questions. He's going to answer them. Don't forget them. Don't, don't forget what he answers if you've asked it. So let's go to Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5. Okay, so um, Joshua chapter 5, verse... 13. Again, this, this could probably be a whole message on its own, but just going to boil it down a little bit. So when Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in hand. So, and Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? And he, the, 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 the man, said, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Okay, now hold on a second. Joshua went to him and said, he saw this standing, man standing, are you for us or are you for them, basically? Are you on our team or are you on their team? So here's Joshua. Uh, you know, we all know Joshua. 
But he's, they're getting close, okay? And he's in battle, he's, he's in the zone, you know? And there's a man, a man standing there and he, with sword drawn, you know? And he asks a question, are you with us or are you with them? And basically this standing man, is in the word, is really the, a pre-incarnate Jesus, pre-incarnate Christ. Most would say. And uh, so this was not just like I'm looking at, at Pastor Tom here, you know. Um, and he doesn't answer the question. It was because it was, a, are you for us or are you for them? And he just says no. Well, that right there is a clue that he didn't ask the best question. Because he didn't answer the question. This, this is the Lord we're talking about. But I'm the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. So I studied this out a little bit. So if, if, if I'm asking, are you on my team or are you on their team? I'm basically saying, I, this is my battle. And I'm getting ready to go. So are you going to be with us or are you going to be against us? And you, so you got to get over there. But as if it's my battle. I don't know if you, if you guys are catching what I'm saying. And because you, you guys all know, whose battle is this? Right. Whose battle is it in our marriages when there's some restoration that's needed? The Lord. We do our part, but it's his battle. Where, what's, where's the battle in a son or daughter that has gone away and we're praying that they come back? The battle's the Lord's. We don't bear chains. The battle's his. But we're engaged. This is what the Lord was saying. The, stand, the man standing. Basically, again, these are my words, but you didn't ask the right question. This is my battle. Or don't ask me if I'm with you. I'm asking you, are you with me? This is, I mean, the head of the angel armies. The commander, the commander of the army of the Lord. And then Joshua just click and he fell on his face to the earth. You don't do that for just, uh, um, just a man in flesh, in only flesh. And he worshiped. We have to remember that these battles are not ours. Financial battles. We play our part but it's not ours. Marriages, families, ministries, people not eating. That's near and dear to my heart. And it is to all of ours in different, you know, different ways, but that's still not my battle. We have to minister, and we're all on the ministry team, if you didn't already all know. We're all missionaries. We're all ministers of the gospel of Jesus. Okay, so don't anybody in this room think, well, I don't, I'm really not, or I'm not, because I do... No, we're all ministers. We're all ministers. We just have different assignments in different seasons. But the battle's not yours. And I just, I really think there's, one, there's a couple in this room that I think they're, there's something they're carrying. So at, at the end, we'll, we'll have a, 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 a call for a couple things. But there's some part of something going on in their life, and they're, they're, in y'all's life, and their shoulder, your shoulders 
are a little way down. Because you're thinking that you're connecting rightly with the Lord, but there's, there's a little tweak or a little, maybe a, the door's cracked open in some way, and you need to give it to him. And it's easy for me to say that. And I've had this in my life off and on. But the battle is the Lord's, as we know. Two, 2004, um, uh, Indonesia had a tremendous uh, tsunami hit. Uh, we know there's been some tsunamis, uh, you know, off and on in history. Uh, there's a number of things that we probably don't even hear, really. But this was a big one. This was a big earthquake. Out, like, I think it was like a 7.6 or so. And um, all this water, you know, boom. And it, it, hits, um, it hits Indonesia. Hundreds of lives were lost. Hundreds of lives. It, it could have even been a 1,000 or two. I didn't go back to get an exact number, but... I know I even remember watching it, and it was just hundreds and hundreds of people, just horrific situations. And I'm kind of struggling. So I'm, let's see, 51. So I was about, so I was like in my early 30s, roughly. And I'm starting to question the Lord again. Not ask questions, question him a little bit. God, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Like, I'm having a problem with this. Because why would you have not just put your hand up if you could part the waters with, you said, Moses, put your staff up above the water, and you're just going to part. And why didn't you stop this? I had a hard time with that. I really did. But then the Lord so quickly came back to me again, put me into worship, put me into the word. And I wasn't asking the right question. I was saying, God, why did you allow this? And I quickly heard a sermon online. And I, at that time, again, this is back, I didn't even grow up with all, all, any of this online stuff. So I was just kind of, you know, mid-90s coming into this world. And, uh, but so I wasn't quickly going to things online. But this sermon came on, and the, this pastor, I'll never forget this, and I just don't want this to encourage us. If, we're, if we're, any of us are in a season of, God, why did you, or why did you allow, or why did, you know, that question, why do good things happen to bad people? Uh, why do bad things happen to good people? <laughs> Uh, boy, um, and I, I'm not planning to, to, to speak to all that necessarily, but this pastor started with, did you hear what happened in Indonesia? Now, he had very much um, heart felt loss for the, for, the, for the devastation. So he had already kind of set the groundwork, and everybody knew him for that, okay? He actually has, has a, had a huge ministry, and actually had some teams go from their church. So he, he, he was grieved, but he said, did you hear, after he laid that, did you hear what happened in Indonesia? With a smile on his face. Tens of thousands of people were saved. Salvations and healings and deliverances broke out. The gospel, the ministers of the gospel came in, and the Lord was doing this, 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 this. And I'm grieved by the hundreds. This is him talking. I'm grieved. But we can't sit on the hundreds with the Lord, we got to look at the tens of thousands that miraculously saved. And then teams came in for the gospel to go forth, and many people came in to the kingdom. I'm talking to myself here, because he was having to really help me. So I just want to encourage this there, too. It's, it's, it's not easy. I lost my mom about nine years ago. And uh, she, she uh, um, was about six. She was right at 70 from ALS, three years. 
Now, some people might say, oh, 70, that's, that's a good life, you know. It is, but it's too short for me if she could still be here. Three years, big decline, boom. Now, she knows the Lord. In fact, she's, she was a professional opera singer. Um, that's probably why I made the opera analogy earlier. So she's, she's, she's got some role up, up, up uh, with the Lord there in the heavenly choir. Um, but um, I say that to say that, what, God, why did you allow her to go? God's ways are higher than our ways. And it's easy for me just to say that. God had to minister to me. Oh, but, but we need to let him. We need to ask him questions while not questioning or challenging him. So we, we have seven kids, and, but we have five in heaven. Five in, five in heaven. That's a lot. Um, miscarriages. And one of them, they, they, they hit the man, but they don't hit the man like they hit the woman. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. But they hit the man. We're not just uh, absolved of any of this stuff off, off to the side. And one of them was about four, four and a half months about halfway. And uh, we had to have a nurse um, come over and help deliver the, the, you know, the baby. And uh, like this was a baby. Like I saw it. I'm, I'm holding it. We, he had a name. John Paul, I think. John Brock, John Brock yeah. Um, and I'm faced with God. What? I mean, I, oh, I, uh, because this just happened. I think it was on a Sunday afternoon. I'm not sure. And this nurse came over and God, I got, I got some questions, you know. But what, I mean, what am, how am I going to, what am I going to do? How, what? And he quickly met my wife and I with some song and with, you got to trust me and my ways are higher and don't ask me right now the questions that I know you want to ask me, but just minister, let me minister to you. I, I had to go out. I actually, I actually uh, bear, had to bury. That was very difficult. Um, and, and I had some questions for the Lord. But again, he is so good at meeting our questions even before we ask them. So I just want to encourage anybody even here that's just in a tough spot, needing some, some restoration in some, in some area of their life with somebody here at the church, and in your marriage, with your children, with your parents, maybe people that don't know the Lord that, you're, that you love and maybe you're even blood family with and they don't know the Lord, but that's his battle. It's not your battle. I'm going to move to wrap up, wrapping up because of time, but communion. You know, we know, you know, we have communion in church. We're going to come and have communion once a month, or some churches are every week, or some are once a quarter. I mean, you know, different places in the body. And, but communion, you know, it's, it's really not a, just a, a, an act that we do with the pastor, although, yes, we, we bless the pastors and those that serve it and the, or the elders and, you know, in the cup, and we go through the... But communion is really a lifestyle, really. And, you know, I looked up the definition of communion about seven, eight years ago. What? I, I just... I'm struck because the Lord's telling me to have more communion. I'm, I, I think once a month's pretty good, God. But he wasn't talking about the ritual of it, that side of it. And it's not a ritual if you do it with the right heart posture anyway. But communion, I looked up just the definition. Just, I think it was even just I Googled it. The 
intimate, the sharing and exchanging of intimate feelings and thoughts. Intimate exchange. This is really supposed to be my walk and our walk on this earth. And that's why these questions are really our dialogue with the Father. And I've had places, times where I've wanted to shut down the questions, maybe because I couldn't ask them or wasn't able to or didn't want to, or sometimes I thought, thought I had an answer. And I might have had some kind of an answer, but he's in the dialogue. So I just want to encourage us this day. I had a few more things, but I'm, I just I'm, I feel like I'm to wrap up right now. And I just... Pastor Tom, I didn't know if, if, did you want to come up or do you want me to do the, okay. So, um, yes. So I just wanted to say, Father, we thank you for you stay in the dialogue with us. No matter what our words actually really are towards you, spoken or in thought. You stay in the tension place with us. This place that's hard, often. Not even in the places that are the most obvious, the places that are not the most obvious. Father, I thank you, we thank you that you came and that Jesus, you poured out your blood and that we have your word that we in even in this nation God, that we have your word at this point that we still have your word help me father help us hide the word in our hearts hide it father God you say blessed are the Blessed are those who are thirsty and or hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. So God, I, I don't want to just be one that says, fill me, without being in the dialogue with you about, well, you got a hunger and thirst. There's, a, there's stuff you got to do, Richard. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I want to see you. I want to see you face to face. God says, yes, but, or and, on the way though, let's talk about pure, the purity in your heart as an invitation. And the Beatitudes are just tremendous. They're so short and yet they're so powerful. There's a book Heidi Baker wrote some years back. It's called Compelled by Love. She breaks down all these. A lot of examples of, of, of you know, where she and her husband have walked. But we, you know, Psalm 37, 4. You know, the Lord, you'll give, us the, you'll give me the desires of my heart if I delight in you. And I want the desire. And a lot of times I don't want to do the delighting. Because that's work. Help me. God. 
So I just wanted to just, yeah, I'm just feeling just a, uh, just an invitation. If anybody wants to just stay in your seat, that's fine. Just stand. You can come up. I want to encourage you. There's something about stepping out. There, that's why I jumped off the stage. I was starting to go through the, uh, in my mind, but the Lord nudged me initially. I had to do it. And he met me. Had to just wrap something up. So I just want to encourage any of us. This is just kind of a broader call, but I'll, I'll, I'll try to verbalize it as best I can. This place of just renewed intimacy, renewed freshness with the Father. I'm actually going to be up here. Renewed dialogue to be expectant in the, in the dialogue. And yet, going back to the melody that Jamie was speaking out some days ago, we'll wait for you. You're not in a hurry. So I'm going to wait. I can't control that you're not in a hurry. Sometimes, sometimes you are. But I can control that I'm going to wait, even though it's hard sometimes. Yeah, so I just, I just, you know, I'm just going to start praying uh, just a little bit more. But I just, I encourage anybody who wants prayer. We, we have a mystery team, uh, Pastor Tom and Jenny and the, and the team and elders and, you know, prayer ministers. Father, we just ask in Jesus' name. You know, just, I love what Brenton shared. I think it was last Wednesday. You know, we, we really just need you to pray for us, God. And I love that. And that's yes. And it's a comma. And you love to use your people. You love to use your people. And so, Father, just it could just be that someone is to come up and they just need a father's hug. They just need a, a just, just a, a, you know, meet your brother with the holy kiss. I'm not suggesting kisses right now. Um, but just, but just uh, you meet with an embrace. Father, you are an emotional God. You love your children. You knew us before the foundation of the earth. And that verse that, you know, your, your thoughts exceed the, exceed the sand. And we can't even see what's under the, the, the water lines. Father, just lavish your love. That's really the call right now. Just, just lavish your love on your people, on your children. Renew the, the dialogue, Father, where there needs to be renewed or, 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 uh, you know, accelerate. I, I've, I've really been feeling, yeah, that was another thing. I've really been feeling acceleration. There needs to be an acceleration, and God's doing it already and will continue because of the increase that's going on in the earth. Dark and light. God's going to meet it and exceed it. God, we ask for a depth of revelation that, that we haven't even seen yet, that I maybe haven't seen in my personal life. Father, we ask for an acceleration of revelation for your heart. Instruction, even direct, you know, just communication like, hey, I'm evangelizing, and you're, you say, turn left down that street, or go talk to this person, or tell them this, or I'm going to download some things about their life. You better get ready, because I'm going to use you because of how great I am says the Lord. So, Father, just lavish yourself on your people, God. Just touch your children. You love your children, Father. Thank you. So I like to, um, yeah, that's great. You, you were ahead of me. <laughs> As if I didn't hear already. Yes, yeah, so just keep, keep the music going. Just, 
just kind of open time to spend with the Lord and just marinate and soak. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good.